Welcome to Sidebar. So I thought for this episode, we would talk about a pretty scandalous case that uh, just came out of California that most of our listeners have probably heard of, at least in passing. This is the Katie Hill uh, situation. As a quick reminder, as we all know, Katie Hill is a former member of Congress. She has resigned from Congress after a scandal involving a paid staffer she was in an intimate relationship with. So this is a violation of House ethics rules, as you would expect. This got a lot of press, of course. You know, it, it kind of is that thing that everybody is interested in hearing about. It's a member of Congress in a scandal. The thing about this situation, though, is there were pictures involved, nude pictures, which were actually published in the Daily Mail, which is a UK paper known for being a little more on the tabloid side of things. So the Daily Mail got a hold of these pictures and they immediately published them. They got a hold of the pictures actually from the staffer of a congressman who lost to Katie Hill. The staffer in turn got it allegedly from Katie Hill's ex-husband. As you can imagine, she was not pleased by having these pictures out in the world. She called this revenge porn and she sued. She sued the Daily Mail. Her argument being that this was not a matter of public interest. These were private pictures and the Daily Mail could have just described what was in the photos as opposed to actually publishing them. But the Daily Mail responded with an anti-slap lawsuit and our favorite. This is a throwback to one of the beginnings of the podcast. To a very early episode. <laughs> yeah, so they they responded and they argued that, yes, this is absolutely a matter of public concern. And furthermore, this lawsuit is just an attempt to silence our First Amendment right to provide the public with information about an elected representative. The Los Angeles County Superior Court agreed with the Daily Mail, writing that it was a matter of public interest because people want to know about the character and uh, ethics of their elected representative and their fair game. They did not buy the argument that the Daily Mail could have just described the pictures as opposed to actually publishing them. Instead, she said, nope, you know, a picture is a thousand words. I'm I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but you know, you can't really argue with what's in the picture. Uh, people have a right to know that. And if you try to describe it, people could argue over whether you were describing it accurately and, and so on and so forth. So the Los Angeles County Superior Court wasn't exactly glowing about the behavior of Katie Hill's ex-husband or the Daily Mail, but Ultimately, she said, you know, it's the it's the First Amendment uh, and it provides protections for this sort of thing. And it's not our place to tell newspapers and publications what they should and should not publish. And so they are free to post nude photos of members of Congress if they get a hold of it. And if it is a matter of public interest. Sweet. <laughs> it's an interesting legal case, but it's also one that sort of just is the exact response that Andy has. It's like everything about this is just like, ugh. I implore 
every news outlet in the future to just describe the photos please just describe them well yeah it, it's the sort of you know just because we american doesn't mean we amera should i'm quoting jonathan van ness now but you know yeah i do think it's an interesting case and i think that i mean i find her argument a little stronger than the judge did it probably would have been enough in my opinion to inform the public that this relationship happened and that it violated house rules. Do we really need the pictures of it? And I think it does sort of get into that revenge porn territory, given where the photos came from. There's a legitimate legal argument that you can make, but you do have to wonder at the motivation of the Daily Mail. Is the real motivation to show the unethical behavior of a member of Congress or is the real motivation? Uh, Or is it clickbait? (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, if anyone's been on the Daily Mail's subpar website, they will notice that they have a particular affinity for pictures of scantily clad women. Yes. Under the guise of news and public interest. So I think it's pretty easy to question what their true motivations were in this case. Right. Unfortunately, the First Amendment doesn't care. Correct. And I suppose that's fine. Well, and, you know, we we talked about the Second Amendment last time and there are differences of opinion and there are differences of opinion on the First Amendment. Whatever you think of Katie Hill or Katie Hill's actions and whatever you think of the Daily Mail, for that matter, the lies right now that they had the right to do it. Now, of course, Katie Hill is going to appeal the decision. So it's not the end of the story. We'll see what waits, what further developments uh, are coming along. But yeah, it's it was an interesting case, and and it was a little a little surprising to me. I think it could have gone the other way, um, but like I said, I I do I do get the legal argument, and I do get the fact that the First Amendment does not tell people what they should do; it tells people what they can do. Thanks for listening to Sidebar from Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. We'll be releasing these every other week between our full-length episodes. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, send us an email at finelawpodcasts at thompsonreuters.com. 